God dang, God dang, Michael Kevin. <laughs> you know, Michael Kevin here, your mind mechanic of my tune of time Tuesday on a really incredible date. I think I, I read somewhere that this date isn't going to happen or hasn't happened. There's some version of it for hundreds of years or thousands of years. I don't know. It's a special date. It's Tuesday, February 22nd. It's Tuesday tune-up time on Tuesday, February 22nd of 2022. Uh, and it's the second month as well. So uh, that's pretty special. I laugh because I was like in motion of saying something. I'm like, yeah, let's just get it recording. And then I like, I have this like... <laughs> As soon as I'm recording for the quote unquote podcast part of this, uh, you know, I, I try to avoid having the editing needing to be done right now, which is a tip in and of itself. I'm always teaching, you know, and so when you either don't want to spend the money, don't have the money right now or whatever, um, you got to find those hacks. And so, you know, for me, I, I try to create a container here where there's not 10 minutes of randomness at the beginning, but then I'm like, I, I'm getting going. So I, I, I laugh because I, I just started to talk and then I'm like, hold on, let me record. I'm like, hey, Michael Gavin. Anyways, let's get to the point of what I was saying here a minute ago. A lot of, a lot of juicy stuff today, a lot of teaching lessons. Um, and one of those, I think I need to complete my thought there, uh, is simply the doing that is so that I don't have to edit. No one else has to edit. I don't have to pay for the edit. You know, talk about that all the time. What can you eliminate? So one of those things that I was getting to is a meetup that I uh, held back in October of... Um, October 9th of 2021. And it went phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. And I essentially, um, you know, we were going to hold two as part of this offer, but everybody who was there wanted the dates. And I just kept putting it off. And I was close here recently. I was getting frustrated because the, the planning part's just not something I quite frankly enjoy. It's why I even called it a meetup, just to keep it simple, realizing that there's so much information and talking at people um, and the connection, the human connection is, is fairly difficult to attain via the interwebs. You can have connection, you can have interaction, uh, but that, you know, hugs and high fives and, and, and actual just the ability to hold a conversation, you know, off to the side while somebody else is having a conversation while somebody else is having a conversation. And so some of the stuff I'm going to talk about today, and I know I'm on pins and needles here for a few, uh, is I've got the, the next date locked and loaded. And what's interesting is when we surrender. Um, because I had a conversation with my wife today, and I'm just like, hey, there's some stuff you know, going on. And there's just this release. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and it's interesting because I wore, I got my, got my shirt on for those of you watching. You know, I got my massive inspired action, MIA. And um, like this surrendering today, I've said this before, but typically we're looking for external circumstances to make things like I feel good because X outside of me happened. And so now I'm good. And then when something bad happens, then you feel bad and you're looking or waiting for an external thing to happen again so that you can feel good again. And what I found is, is that when good things start happening, it's not because a good thing happened. And then it's like a ripple effect of good things happening. That's the, I believe, very untrained, unaware um, mind. And so for me, there was a surrendering, there was some frustration, some stuckness, some things going on, which I'll talk about some of it today for sure. But literally, it's amazing. Like I made a choice. We all get to make these choices each and every single day. But I had this, I woke up early again. I've been waking up early. I just had a conversation with my wife about just a, a different type of schedule and stuff that I want to have because I've, I've gone from like a completely spontaneous schedule with near no control 
And my video production life was like, I don't make money if I don't get on a plane. And quite frankly, I don't know when I'm going to make money. And I um, don't know when I'm going to get called to do something. I could get a call on a Tuesday and uh, be gone that next weekend, thinking I was to be available that weekend. You know, maybe there was a friend's wedding. And, you know, when numbers are smaller, it's, it's, it's easier at times to say no. But when you get offered, when I got in the peak of my career with travel, it's like five or $10,000 or $15,000 for projects at times. And, you know, I might've really wanted to go to that family birthday party this, this weekend, but I wasn't available. So, you know, I've talked about focus on what you want versus what you don't want. And so for a long time, I didn't want to travel anymore. I didn't want to do video anymore. I didn't want to be in debt, but that's all I spoke about. It's all I thought about. It's all I focused on. And then in 2018, I started to flip that script and I flipped it from I don't want this, I don't want that, to I want this and I want that. And so what did I want? I wanted to stay home. I wanted to coach. I wanted to be abundant. Now, I need to be a little bit more specific about the abundant because, quite frankly, I did really good abundantly living, like feeling abundant. This wasn't focused much on, on money at all in any way, shape, or form. And so it's increased. I make my full living off of coaching. Um, but like I had all other areas locked in. And then the money part has continued to rise and things, but I, I focused so much on other areas and I was very closed off to options and things that I wanted to do. And I've tried so many things. I put a quote up the other day that said, or just today, that sometimes we're more stuck on what we do know than what we don't know. Like that's holding us back more. Sometimes it's what you don't know, or you think it's what you don't know, but typically what's really holding you back, it's likely what you know or what you think about the stuff, all the stuff in your head that's going, well, I could do this and I could do that and I could do this and I could do that, all the options. We're no, we're no longer like lacking options. I'm not saying there's not people who don't think they have any options, but I would by and large say that if you look on the internet, if you've bought courses, books and things, like in the world we live in today, options are everywhere. It's making decisions about what options that you would be willing to commit to. And so what I found is, is that it's amazing because I'm aware of this now. Like I woke up like a bottle rocket today. I was excited. I was doing stuff. Some things were clicking. I knew it was 222 today. And uh, I had a great conversation um, this morning with my wife while we were laying in bed. And then I, I started sending audios to people and stuff. And then today they come back. All right, rock and roll. We got your date. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was just this weight lifted off my shoulders, but I was already in momentum. Now here's where you get to see how my brain works of creating, uh, I even said, I have a thing which I'm gonna post here about a link to the next one. For those of you who aren't um, signed up and already it's included in what you have, I'm opening this to everybody. Uh, well, not everybody, I'm limiting it to 50 people uh, at this this next meetup. And um, so there's there's maybe about, 35-ish slots available still. But I have a thing that says, uh, for your ability to get your shirt, I have a thing that says, this is super comfy tri-blend t-shirt that will get you taking inspired action while you wear it. It's been known to create miracles in people's lives. And I got my shirt on today. And it's interesting because as soon as that happened, though, a cascade of things. And my wife, we were in the car and I said, once you get picking, things start clicking. Like solutions start clicking. The problem is at times, if we don't make a decision, if we don't pick something, there are other things that just won't happen. 
until you make that decision. So I love rhyming and things. So picking and clicking, you know, it sounds good. But like once that part clicked and either at times you need to complete something or make a decision. In this case, it's like I needed to make a decision. If this place that I had had it, that was easy peasy pumpkin squeezy to have, I just couldn't get the date locked in with the people for whatever reason, they weren't responding. They were slow to respond. And so it was making me very indecisive on next moves because the next moves were conditioned on that move on certain levels. So once that, I was already firing at all cylinders today. I do not believe for one second that it was a coincidence that that clicked today. And then what I did was, so drum roll for, for everybody there, is that it's going to be on April 30th. That is the date for all those on the current call that are my coaching clients. It's Saturday, April 30th. And um, for all those who were there, you know, you know, you know, right? Like I, I don't need to necessarily, it's, it's, it's more or less the same thing for all of you who came before. It's Saturday, April 30th. It'll be nine to five um, Central Standard Time. I mean, it's not being streamed, so it's <laughs> when you're local here to where I live, it's uh, in Illinois, it's nine to five. We will have lunch together. We will have dinner together and uh, it'll be an incredible day. And so, um, so before, you know, we had, I don't know, 12 or 15 people there. And, um, and so I wanted to open it up to some more people, but it was amazing because, you know, I didn't get the news till, I don't know, whatever, 12 or something. I was still doing something else. Then I went up to see my wife and, um, I said, well, I'm gonna open it up and this and that. And these things started clicking and she's like, well, you need to make a page. So the page I have that's ready, this is how I've operated a lot in the past, but let me just throw this in the chat for anybody who's on here. Um, so basically it's going to be $333 full price. And today, this is, I love synchronicities and things with basically five twos. So two, 22, 22, right? Uh, it's in there. All the, all the words are in there. Um, you can get a discount. And it'll be $222. Um, and so, um, yeah. And then we're given an assessment away with that. Uh, that's a really powerful four-part behavioral assessment. And then I'm doing what I call a jumpstart inside of coaching your pocket. Now you got questions for that. Send me a message. I won't go into all those details right now. Um, but that'll give you some accelerant before you come get a little jumpstart in coaching your pocket. Uh, with me, but that's, that's, that page has everything, uh, the information, if there's any other questions or thoughts or concerns, um, let me know if you're listening to the podcast or YouTube or somewhere else, uh, leave a message uh, in the comments. If you're on podcast, obviously you can't. So you can go to facebook.com slash Gebs 86. There's a picture of me and my wife, um, that particular profile, message me there or send me an email at michael at themindmechanic.net. And I can answer your questions. I can get you all the link, but if you're on Zoom right now, um, I just put the link in the chat for you to grab, and um, we'd love to see you there. It, it's an intimate uh, setting, uh, you know, the magic and miracles that happen in that room because it's there's stuff that you just can't do here on Zoom, and so I'm, I'm really excited to open that up to some more people. We'll do some promotion. That deal for the 222 is going to go away on uh, March 11th, and um you know, I call it a meetup because what I found is, is that again, um, we all sat at a round table and there'll be a version of that same setup 
Um, we'll figure out once we, I, I, I've done things in the past and about 40 to 50 people is going to be the max to give me, I believe right now, the kind of intimacy that I'm looking for. You start getting into hundreds of people at something and it just becomes like a church session where you just speak at everybody and you got plenty of that online. I really want people to connect, develop friendships and have those interactions that you just can't get. And the people that I attract are incredible human beings. And so you just get, you get that feeling like family, feeling like home. I know that people were there, couldn't wait to, to, to come again to the next one um, from the last time. So, you know, that's how quickly things can start clicking. Um, and, and what I have found is that in my own personal life, I've recognized that I'm a zero 100. Like I'm, I'm first gear or eighth gear. Like, in uh, the thing that I am practicing now in my life, personally. Now, some of you, you might just be in park all the time. Some of you might be in, in eighth gear all the time. Um, some of you might have this steady, I'm in third gear and I move it at a certain pace. There's, there's no right or wrong here. But for me, I'm, at, I'm in park or I'm going 100 miles an hour. Now that served me in a lot of ways, but I was just telling my wife uh, before I got on here, something I don't even think she knew, but like I have a lot of examples of like being the sprinter and then I'm dead or stopping, right? Rather than being consistent or being for the marathon. And I'm 35 years old right now. I still feel like I'm super young. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm de-aging and like I'm Benjamin Button thing going on. That's my own mindset to, to help whether it does, who knows, but it's better than doing, I'm getting old over here. You know, I don't think that helps. So uh, I'm getting younger every day, but you know, I really know that that part of me has served me. There's parts of you that have served you well. And they can, on certain levels, continue to serve you. But where is the dark side of it? Where is the dark side of your positive side? It's very difficult to not have. It's like if there's 40 people vying for a job and only one person's getting it, one's going to win, one's going to be super excited, and there's going to be 49 other people, 39 other people, you know, that whatever that thing is, potentially you're going to be super disappointed. It might be the best thing that happened to them that they don't see in that moment. But the truth of the matter is there's never typically light without dark, right? And if you interpret good and bad, there's not good without bad. And so what I recognize is my zero and 100, it served me a lot in my life. But where it hasn't is that I stop things after I bottle rocket out. So many times in the past, uh, not in business, I'll get into those scenarios, but personally, um, I did that on a bike ride with my parents. We were going down something called the river road and I'm with my whole family and we're all riding together. And, you know, I got this wild hair idea that I'm going to go hundred miles an hour and I'm going so fast and I'm so excited. I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm blowing them away. They're so far behind me until I'm exhausted. Just saying it. I pretty much almost fell off my bike. And of course they pull up, stop. Are you okay? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm near dead, man. I'm, I'm not feeling good. I got a headache. I just, I don't feel well. Cause I did the sprint. I blew them away in the sprint, but they just moving steady. And then what happened? I'm just laying in the grass for the next 30 minutes while they go on the rest of the bike ride and then catch up with me on the way back. And then we ride back together. I did that in soccer. I've run so fast. I played, I hadn't played in a long time, but I played in like 2014 in this indoor soccer league. And I ran so fast and I'm blowing people away. And I'm like, oh man. And then they're like, this guy's whatever. 
And then I fall and, 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 and trip. And then I'm like exhausted and out half the rest of the game. Um, and I've had many examples in business where I've done something and I'm doing something that works really well. And I even like it. And then whatever I promote or whatever I do, then I go do that thing. And the thing that helped me get that thing. And a lot do this as freelancers. You don't, the feast or famine is because what you did that got you the feast, you stopped doing. Think about that. What you do that got you the feast, you stopped doing, or else you'd likely potentially always be feasting. And this is business model dependent and things, but a lot of people are very independent, solo, freelancers, no help. Well, when they're working really hard, doing a lot, depending on what's going on, they're not always doing anything that got them that work to begin with. And so at times, if word of mouth isn't taking off enough or just whatever, there's certain variables, the thing that got you the work, you stop doing because now you don't have time for that. Or so you say, it could be true. Very much is at times. Um, but then when that thing runs out or if it has an ending, then we're like, oh my gosh, there's no work. What am I going to do? And then you're going to oh, I got to do whatever I got to do. And then you get to work and then you stay busy again. But that's why you see these big you know, dips all the time rather than being consistent. Uh, I believe it happens in relationships. You know, what, what started a relationship when you were being all super sweet and doing super nice things and opening the door and all that, all of a sudden it becomes familiar and you stop. You stop doing all those things. And then you wonder, oh, the relationship isn't any good anymore. We're fighting all the time. But maybe the true colors were shown. Did they have to be true colors? No, because the colors that were there to begin with could stay there, could maintain. If I believe at times you're not putting a mask on and doing something that's not normal. And so what I recognize in this, not just season, but rest of my life as a skill that I am developing and I am practicing is that there are things that I do, this content. I think this is going on. I don't really know. I, oh, I keep looking. I'm in the like 30 to 35 between your daily jumpstart and mine tune of time. Each of those I've done, we'll call it 33. Love sequential numbers. 33 of these and 33 your daily jumpstarts. And that's huge for me. Whether anybody else cares, like that's huge for me, that, that staying consistent and doing it. And something that's been inspiring recently that I've seen is just that aspect that there's a lot out there, God, universe, whatever you believe that, you know, you hear that whole, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. And I think at times it's not a matter of it's not easy. It's simply that we are so distracted by so many options. See, at this stage of any stuckness or ch challenge I may have, it's not from a lack of knowing or a lack of information or being naive or at times not even believing in what I do or who I am. It's simply analyzing the quote unquote, call it that if you want, but trauma from my past of all the imperfect action that I did. You know, I talk a lot about imperfect action. Again, what is the bright side and the dark side? Well, the dark sides, I've had all these awesome things. The bright side is I've had all these amazing things happen, right? And it opened up tons of doors, taking all this, sending imperfect emails, imperfect messages, knocking on doors, calling people, messaging people, and just not worrying about what people think. But at times, because I'm also that sprinter, then I get these results and then I'm exhausted or tired so then at times, I call it the zero dark 30. I just go dark. And sometimes for far longer than 
would be necessary if I had more of a marathon or long-term thinking approach. You know, something I've thought about some different people that I've seen who've been consistently inconsistent or inconsistently consistent. I guess depending on how we think about that, it can mean the same thing or two different things. But what I do mean by that is that if you look, I've looked, I mean, there's a lot of negative things going around with Joe Rogan, but I'm not looking at that right now. I just, I like studying models. And one of the things we've got to realize is sometimes when we're studying things, the thing that I've come to realize is it's not what's happening on the surface. That if you just model what the actions or the websites or the looks and the logos and the colors and the camera and the audio and the microphones that people have, and then wondering why you're not getting the result, it's because it's what's going on on the inside that matters most. When you combine the two, it's game over. So there were people who told, say, Rogan to not do long form podcasts, like three and four hours. You need to, you need to edit them, right? Podcasts were new. Nobody was really doing it. Who's told you can't make money doing it? I've seen this thing over and over again. When are we going to get it? If you don't have a lot of money, if you never made a lot of money, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, you know, bought a lot of things. Like I've been all over the map between, you know, not having any in my bank account to 40, 50,000 in my bank account, not earning, uh, I guess the lowest in um, since 2007. I have grossed over a hundred grand since 2008. Uh, and then before that, it was like four, eight, 60 and 40. But what I realized is that, um, and as high as like $400,000. Um, but what's fascinating is we're looking and I've looked to what are the externals. And so he was told that. But this theme of people who do really well, they're paving their own path, they're doing their own thing, they're breaking all the rules, they're doing what others say they shouldn't do. People could say, I don't know how they're succeeding because they're not doing what you're supposed to do. And what I find is, is because those people are having fun. They're coming from a place of fun. The problem is, which I'm going to tie in here today with some of the decisions that I've been making, is I've had so much myself programming from other people. I mean, it doesn't take too long of being on the internet, watching courses, programs, reading books, where you start to get programmed. I mean, my, my goal here, by and large, is to deprogram people. If you notice, like, I'm not telling you exactly what to think, but more rather a how to think, like help you to make better decisions for yourself. Like I always say, I don't care what you do, but I care what you do. One of those, like, sounds like the same thing again. Yeah, but there's a different intent behind it. Like, I don't have ego attached to me having an idea or being right or something that I think you should do. And then, like, I'm going to pile drive that down your throat for you to do that. I had, I had something. Ah, there's so many little nuggets to, to, to hit here today. Uh, but with the Rogan thing, what's fascinating is he goes, I'm not doing it for other people. Like, I want other people to benefit. I, I this new thing, like, why do we make the decisions we make? If he's saying he didn't want it for other people, didn't really care if people listen to the whole thing, they could stop it whenever they want. He's just having cool conversations and thinks it would be neat to share. Why he made those decisions at the time he made the decisions, who knows, right? Why not just keep it private? Why not, re why record it at all? Now there are people having long form podcasts, not because they want to genuinely have long form podcasts, but because they think long form podcasts will work because it worked for him. See, when we're just modeling the external behaviors and actions and, and things that we can observably see, we're going to fall short a lot. But what I found is that 
it's hard to have 1400 episodes if you're not consistent. I mean, he's got something like that, 1400, 1300 episodes. But here's where the inconsistently consistent part is. There is no rhyme or reason or time or day. When I was studying him and other people, what are they doing? When are they releasing it? Are they doing it? Because this is, this is what I kept trying. To, as much as I don't want to be in a box, because of who I got around and because I was weak-minded and allowed others to infiltrate my mind, I was constantly, honestly trying to put myself into a box. I wasn't aware of it, but it's what my actions were doing. So I may have not, you may not want to be in a box, meaning do this, do that, this specific way, and, and you feel constrained by others telling you this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do, this is how it should work, this is the way it works. But if you don't have enough knowing and belief in who you are and what you want, if you don't watch and you're not aware, you're going to be taking the actions that those people told you to because you don't know what you want and you don't know what actions to take for yourself. So therefore, you start following the people who are giving you advice. Is it bad advice? Not necessarily, right? But this idea that when I was looking for the formula, should I release once a day, once a week, two times a day, two times a week, three times a week? Should I release at certain times of the day, certain times of the week? Like you can break all these things down. This was with content or, you know, recording things and releasing it. And so all these constraints made it not fun. Didn't make me want to do it. So a lot of times I didn't. Can you relate to being indecisive, stuck, not moving forward, not taking the action, not doing what you'd like to do? And I believe at times what I found, and even in myself, when I asked myself the question, what would you do if you didn't need money? I know the answer. Talk about it today. But through all my conditioning, all my actually action, see, when I started my company, I didn't know what the hell to do. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. Internet wasn't what it was today. There weren't gazillions of sites and tutorials and blogs and videos and courses and books and all these things to do what I did in video and to run my company. I had no clue. So it wasn't, should I or shouldn't I do this? Because I didn't know what I should or shouldn't do. So I just did. And I just took the actions, right? And I had fun and I enjoyed it. And I was consistent. See, Rogan and these other people, what I've seen were some of the most successful. Not, again, don't judge. I, I know there's so much going around Rogan right now. I, look, I'm not here to talk about whether you like him or not, or Tim Ferriss or these other people I could bring up. I'm simply observing the actions and how that can relate to you. And so this aspect where inconsistently consistent is he was consistent in releasing things pretty much almost every week every year for a decade with maybe from what I could find, if I remember correctly, when I was studying it a lot more hardcore a week or two off where he recorded none a few times a year. But when he released them, the editing, all of that schedule times of day, completely random could find no rhythm and no pattern. Sometimes three, three-hour episodes were recorded in the same day and then none recorded for a few days. And then some two recorded one day, you know, early in the morning, late at night, 
and they would just live stream. And the live stream, as it's happening, you know, there's a guy working the thing, making sure the audio is working and switching cameras. But outside of that, there wasn't, let's edit this 15 minutes out because we didn't like what we said or we shouldn't have said that. It was just, here we go. We're starting our conversation. And then they go until, all right, we're done. And that could be two hours, two and a half hours, three, three and a half. I think there's some over four. Sometimes multiple times streaming, releasing slash streaming multiples in one day. And usually multiple days a week. So there could be anywhere from three to seven episodes released in one week. And some weeks, you know, just three, some weeks, seven, but no rhyme or reason, just consistently doing it. A guy, Scott Adams, who did the Dilbert uh, 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 comics. He has a thing, Coffee with Scott Adams. It's five days a week. It's in about an hour-long live stream. I went back. You could all check this out if there's somebody you see. A lot of people leave their old content up. A lot of people leave their old content up. So you go on YouTube. Let's pull it up here for a second. Let me just do this for uh, everybody for one second. Let's uh, sound, optimize, window, YouTube. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do this with all of you for a second here. Uh, pull this up, share screen. Here. Okay. So notice I have something here called Newsfeed Eradicator. Let's read what Maya Angelou says today. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so that you know who you are what you can rise from and how you can still come out of it. Ah, beautiful, 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 beautiful. So let's pull up Scott Adams here. Scott Adams coffee. So if we go to Scott Adams, he's got 1,659 videos, 106,000 subscribers. When we go over here and you click on videos, in the right-hand side, you can do a couple of things. Most popular, date added, oldest, date added, Date added newest. We'll do date added oldest. Three years ago uh, was his uh, oldest one on here. And this one happened to 101 has a, a bunch of video views. I don't even, I don't even really watch it. Somehow he came up like this is again, I, I, whether you like the guy or not, I don't even know. I don't even necessarily say I'd like the guy. I just, I look for models and I look for things and see what they're doing. And sometimes I did so much of that, that that, crippled me in my actions because rather than actually uh being afraid to take an action i've taken so many actions tried so many things and had things work and not work in this so some of the new actions that i'm taking aren't new in the sense that i've never done it before i've never done it before as the michael gabbin of today but i've done it before so i have to go well what worked and what didn't work and do i really want versus like i'm taking zero action i'm not doing anything but what's interesting here i had scrolled back and, and scrolled through here. Now, I didn't, I did this oldest, and, and, and you see here, um, you know, we go here. Like, he had almost 200 episodes that were, by and large, under 300 views. And what I found was, is that he did a few hundred episodes where only a few hundred people were coming on. 
I remember Jordan Harbinger, I was at an event. He ran a podcast that used to be the Art of Charm. Millions of, had a multi-million dollar business. They started podcasts at the very beginning. Millions of listeners. He ended up having his own podcast now. They had like a split, but the Jordan Harbinger show. But he would be asked to speak at different events. And, you know, he was the podcast guy. And one of the first things he would say is, don't do a podcast. They're thinking, wow, Mr. Wonderful is here. You know, I'm excited to learn from this guy who's got this huge podcast and, and learn some tips and tricks. And the first thing out of his mouth is don't do one. What's that? What's that all about? And what I found in listening to him is back to the fun part. See, if you're going after the vehicle that, and what I find is I attract a lot of creatives, artists, I call them creators, you know, that can range a number of things, but, uh, you know, people who identify as being creative, uh, you know, so artists, videographers, writers, you know, people who provide a service rather than kind of e-commerce. I mean, I I don't not help anybody like that, but I think people who, who want a human connection with people, that's really my sweet spot. People who actually want to work with people in some capacity versus like, I don't want to talk to a soul ever anytime outside of my friends. And I'd rather look at the digits numbers like I track probably, yeah, anyways, it doesn't matter introvert or expert. I was going to say that, but like it matters that they, they care about people. That's a value that we sync up on versus not caring about people, not liking people, not want to connect with people, not want to interact with people where a lot of times like e-commerce businesses and things where it's like you're optimizing websites, you know, that's something there. But what I found is that it takes an ability to do something consistently for what could be years, could be months. If it's releasing videos, releasing podcasts, he would say, you need to not be willing to look like, not that you won't, but not look at your stats for five to seven years and not care who's listening, how many people are listening, or if you're even making a dime off of it. And I know something that I've been working since I was 10. It's funny. Um, I see the participant number here right this second, but, um, and it happens to be 10 at this moment of the live. Uh, and I feel like I always was on to the next thing. I want to get out of grade school so I can get to high school. I want to get out of high school so I can get to work. I always kind of had a job ultimately. And um, it didn't mean I didn't have any fun or I didn't play video games, but by and large, I always had this very, adult grown-up work mindset and I've had fun in my career but I realized that in the last five to ten years I've analyzed everything through this business lens and it's not a bad thing but it's not how I started I want you to really hear that my video production company that grew to hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, made a few million dollars in the time frame that I did it. I got to work with Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss and been to Richard Branson's Island, all these crazy things from a kid in a small town in the Midwest to 28,000 people. Lived here my whole life. That, that 18-year-old kid who lived in his parents' basement with his two buddies mapping out a website, you know, what we should do on a freaking, um, you know, notebook piece of paper from school really had no clue what was possible. 
didn't have a big vision board, all these ideas. I'm going to work with Tony Robbins. I'm going to go to Richard Branson's on. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to make this kind of money. I remember getting 500 for my first wedding, seeing people charging 1800. That was the one example. The DVD my mom gave me of the house she cleaned. The couple got married. I got their DVD so I could model what I do for mine that I was going to film my very first one for 500 bucks. And I found out how much they were charging. I thought, my gosh, they are screwing people over 1800 bucks until I felt like I was the one getting screwed over like three or four years later. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's fascinating that the journey we go on, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just had fun with my buddies. We could go out for a whole day for 250 bucks and uh, split it three ways right? Just all day long, just running around. And then they reached a point where I had accumulated so much debt and so many bills. And, 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 and I, 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 I got into this place that, you know, later in my career, after I had a lot of success and I started seeking out people to help me. And what's interesting, and this is why everything has its pros and cons. Some of the greatest lessons you're going to learn in life are from the greatest defeats. They're from the greatest struggles. They're from the greatest pains, not just from the wins, the successes, the wins and the losses. A lot of times we can learn more from the loss than we do from the gain. And so this aspect that what I thought was pain has turned into my gain. So what I thought was a deficit and loss was learning from people who ultimately I felt for years didn't feel this way in the moment. So in the moment, I'm getting all this advice. How do I make a living speaking and coaching this? And that's not how I wanted to do. For those who don't know my story, like I made my living off of video production from like 2004 through, well, entirely off video production until March of 2020. But it was 2004 to what was the year then? Um, it would have been 2000. 11 probably that I started to have the spark to do what I'm doing today. So from 2004, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, almost seven years, I had zero desire to be a speaker, to be a coach, to speak for a living. Like that was not on my radar. Okay. Not on my radar at all. And then when it started to become on my radar because of the success I had in video, like I had all the success and people asked me, how did you do what you did? I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then the people I learned from, my greatest gain was from my pain. I wasn't in pain in the moment, but after years of getting help and support and feeling like, what the heck is wrong with me? Any of you listening feel like that times? Like you've reached this point of like, what? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I bought the courses, bought the programs, got the mentors, got the this, got the that. And I am, I am, I am zero. I feel like I'm going backwards now. And for me, I even, I mean, not saying worse than you, but like, I really felt bad because the truth of the matter is I had all this success. And now this other thing I thought, man, I was successful here. I'll just be super successful over here automatically from a financial and business point. That was far from the truth. And I had the best, but my greatest gain is because now what, one person asked me long ago, what's your biggest strength? At that time, the window was my ability to get knocked down and get back up again. When I got up before, it wasn't to help anybody else. I just want to be clear about that. When I got knocked down in my early part of my career before any of this was on my radar, it wasn't 
I didn't go through it to learn. Like, not that I'm going through it only to learn now to help others. Not like I'm creating problems so that I can solve them so I can help others. But when challenges and things come up, I am very self-aware what's going on. What am I feeling? What emotions do I have? And when I hear that, see that in somebody else, when I've experienced it through a powerful embodiment, I can explain that to somebody else so that they don't feel alone. And with absolute certainty and conviction, I can know you can get through it. See, before I just observed the past and like I got through things, but I got back up. I got back up on the horse again. And so my greatest pain has led to my greatest gain. But the thing is, it's just like today that could have clicked, but I could have just been like, okay, well, you know, and I'm not going to, I mean, again, I have the page. If you don't have it there, you didn't hear. Uh, I put the link in there again for the next meetup that we're opening up to more people. And I'll talk more about it in a little bit, but like I have positive mental momentum, PMM versus N. MM negative mental momentum like my overall even though i've had some stuckness if you will recently i've been indecisive recently i have um had feelings that others have there is an absolute certainty that i will get out of it i mean the the light is bright i mean right now it's literally bright like i'm looking at a light but like literally in my mind the knowing with absolute conviction and certainty that it is, will be, and always has been working out was there. That wasn't always there. There was darkness, and there ain't no light at the end of that tunnel. And it felt like really difficult to get back up. And so that aspect of having people that I felt never really understood me. I don't know that. I know it now. But I don't know if some of you have ever talked to somebody and you're kind of feeling weird as you're sharing whatever and it's all over the place. <laughs> and and uh, you might even say, hey, I know I'm all over the place here. And you're with somebody now on the flip side of this, depending on what they're thinking in their heads, different from what they say. But I've had people that I wanted to get help from. I really thought they wanted to help me. And I believe they did. But I would talk for 40 minutes and they would get to the end after listening. They were patient and listening and they would go, so what's your question? Like, can you get to the point? Like, what, 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 what's the question you have? Like, I don't, I don't know. You just, you just talk. And I'm like, okay. Like the frustration of pouring your heart and soul to somebody to either have them discourage you, not understand you, like still question you, tell you you shouldn't do something. Woo, buddy, <laughs> that sucks. It stings. And so what I found is experiencing that so many times. It's my superpower. I say, when I hear you, I can help you. Now, like my good old backwards bike story to the degree that actually you have the, um, like the million dollar question is when's your moment going to happen? When's the click moment for you? When does it all click that you get off your ass and you act, you take the action. Maybe, it, maybe it's when you get an inspired action shirt. No, <laughs> but I, I don't think that there's ever anyone on earth 
that goes through the exact same experience and gets the exact same outcome. And what I mean by that is the meetup. Will there be people there who absolutely their click moment happens that day and their whole world completely, like completely within a week has all these crazy things happen? Absolutely. Will there be people that maybe would show up to four more of them and then on the fourth one have that happen or show up to one of them and not have it happen there, but go to something else two weeks later and have it happen there? Absolutely. See, the interesting thing is, is that because I have a positive spin on things, I now can look through everything that happens through a lens of trust. That sometimes it may be hard to find the lesson in the moment. There's a lesson to be had. There's a lesson to be learned. And the likelihood is I'll look in six months, a year, three months, three years, five years back on whatever happened that may be painful in the moment. And I know that I will learn, I will grow, and I will help others with it. So rather than looking at things as a waste of time, I know everything's worth my time. But we have to take radical, radical responsibility to not point as our past as a predictor of our future. Because if we keep talking about the past as to why we're where we're at today, it's where you'll be tomorrow. So use the, the, the lessons, like take lessons from the past so you can make bit different decisions that will create a different future. But do not look at the past as though it will predict your future. Very different. There's lessons to be learned how you can grow, what you could do different, what didn't work. But if you keep looking at it through a, a deficit lens, you will continue to have far more deficit than wins. So today, one of the catalyst moments is I read through a thread on, um, I had with a guy that essentially, um, had joined a 10,000. Some of you have heard this before, but I'm going to say it again. I went back. I wanted to see all the way to our first interactions. And we interacted all the way back to uh, um, like June, July of 2020. And at that time I was coaching inside this group. It was a $10,000 program. It was a great program. It helped people. But here's the thing you've got to watch, whether it's me or anybody else. I'm not trying to. My goals to always help. My intents to serve. My intents to, you know, create awareness for you so that you can thrive so that you can have fun. And, 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 and I think that that's a lot of people's intentions, but the element that I'm trying to bring to the table that I believe is missing from a lot of things is the things that are selling you the belief almost that you bought a private jet. I'm not saying that people literally think this, but I think that what I find is that people buy certain things and the, the metaphor I think of is they bought a private jet. The problem is what they realize, and I'm saying this, some of these programs, you bought the private jet and you're going, after you give the money, you're thinking you're going to get on that sucker and fly anywhere you want. First class, baby. The problem is, is literally every step and every tool is laying at your disposal, but you got to learn how to use them all. And you got to build the entire jet yourself. 
And what happens for a lot of people is they wanted the outcome that was promised. But there's a lot more people, at least in the world that listen to me, that they care as much about what they're doing and the activities that they're spending their time doing every day as they do the outcome. Plenty of people would rather make less money doing what they love, which used to be my story. I'd rather make I'd rather just get by and do what I love than make a ton of money and be miserable. That was my story. What is yours? Because by God, I'll tell you what, 100% it came true. I don't know where it came from, but I remember telling that story all the time. Guess what? I always got by and at the peak of my income, 2011, 2012, I inside of me, Business-wise, rock and roll, baby. Internally, two thumbs up, baby. Like I was not, I was not really happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I was super frustrated and it was a messy time. I wasn't unhappy all day, every single day, but there was far more of a mask on than I've ever had in my entire life. Um, Meaning most people would have likely not known that I was kind of internally struggling um, and unhappy. But I was, and I was afraid to leave my house. Is a couple going to chew me out that doesn't have the rest of their wedding videos nine months after their wedding? Like all these, these things built up. But the story from the very beginning was I'd rather do what I love and just get by than make a ton of money and be miserable. And who knew? Maybe there's a divine power of God, somebody pulling all the threads that knew I'd reach a day where I'd be sharing that story as a lesson, not as a curse. But what thing still has you cursed? What spell are you speaking over your life? You can change the spell. You can change the story. You can change the dialogue. You can flip the script. Will the day be your click moment? Will it click for you today or will it click for you tomorrow? Will it click for you next week? Will it click for you in a month? It will, and it can click for you. But that was my story. And it came true. Now I know that to not be true. I know that you can make as much money as you want, and you can still be happy. You do not have to associate making money with unhappiness having a business with an unhappiness. But the problem is a lot of these things sell the result people want. Time freedom, financial freedom, do what you want whenever you want, with whomever you want. Quote, unquote, do this at times so that you can do what you love. Not so that this is what you love, but do this so that you can then have the time to do what you love. And the problem is, is that some people, they are tickled to freaking death. They're like, man, I've already been building the plane for a while. You just gave me the extra tools. You just gave me the extra parts. You just gave me the extra lessons. You had the missing components. And they keep building. They're like, ah, I got my jet. They're flying around, right? But then there are other people like, man, I did not sign up to build a jet. I don't want to learn how to use welding machines and all these things. Like, what in the heck? This sounds like a nightmare. And they take no action. And it doesn't work. And I found there are far more great programs out there that really help people. And they do get results. But that part's always left out the vehicle at which you're going to achieve X result. And then once they got you in there, guess what happens? 
You get to find out whether the vehicle that they've just given you is a vehicle you're excited about. And for some, it isn't. For some, it's a fit. And for some, it's not. And so this particular person that I went and revisited the story and the interactions that we had was so fascinating because here's what I typed at the end after I read all this. I said, ah, where's it at? Observations, which I would also say are ingredients. When I read through the comments, now I knew overall where this person was. This person had a job that wasn't what they wanted to do for a living. The thing they bought into was a program that was going to allow them to get to ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month in recurring revenue. So they had a job that didn't make money doing what they were loving. I asked the question right out of the gate. What would you do if you did not need money? And I found it in here. They wanted to do weddings. If you get asked that right now, if you're thinking that right now, and you were literally to be able to imagine and get into the space of not ever needing to do anything for money again, how would you spend your days? How would you spend your time? What would you be doing? And all of it has to end with, but I don't need money. So if it's a thing that makes money, but you don't need it, you can have all the money to do whatever you want with the money, give it to people, whatever you want to do. But the activities you're spending do not need to be done so that they can result in money. You've already got that part taken care of. So how would you spend your time? How would you spend your days? And he said weddings. I love weddings. My wife and I love weddings. There's nothing quite like seeing those couples, you know, come together on that day. It's an amazing feeling. But what comes after the but I've found is typically not you speaking. The but is the other voices that you've allowed to enter your mind, your head, your brain, your heart that tell you why the thing you really want to do, you shouldn't. In this particular instance, the marketing from the thing he bought convinced him why he should not do weddings and why the vehicle that he bought into was a better vehicle. Logically speaking, it all made sense. It wasn't a lie. Like it wasn't false, but here's where the falseness and the lie comes in. Not that, not the marketer lied, but the belief that is instilled in people screw the screw people up. Not all people, because again, some people just bought the right thing. It is the thing for them. So they're in love with not only two things. They either, they want the result and they're in love with the process or they want the result and they don't give a flying crap about the process, but they want that result so badly, they'll do anything. Look, you can build a business and hate your life and make a lot of money. You can be a bad person and make a lot of money. So I don't even know what I've said in the past, but my awakening is like, you don't have to be a good person to, to have a great business or to make a lot of money. That doesn't have nothing to do with it. I'm talking to the people of how you want to be and what you want to feel. So I'm not looking to help people make as much money or build businesses that they are unfulfilled, unhappy, and dissatisfied, and all the relationships suck. But some people can still do that, and they don't care about any of that. Or they're single. There's so many variables. 
But what I find is the people who resonate with me that are looking for that key to unlock the door, that it was there with no key, like you didn't need the key, but I had to say, hey, well, yeah, you think I have a key, but really it's always unlocked. Is the people who want a result, but care deeply about what they're doing to get it. And we live in a culture and a world where it's becoming increasingly difficult for people to want to do things that they don't want to do. Because there's plenty of people, and I'm adding to that equation, telling people you can do what you love. Now, I still believe that. But the ways you can do what you love, the things you can do to do what you love, they vary in many things. But there's the dark side again. Okay, it varies. I see all the ways. How do I pick a way? Where are we at today? I just, I'll just take a breather here for a second. Make sure I check in with the other humans on the other side of this sucker, man. Let me look on Facebook, make sure there's any questions. How are we all doing? Are we alive and kicking? Where are we at? Right? So... So what I found is, is in regards to that vehicle is that a lot of people got the ingredients. So I said the ingredients, I observed that while he was not making, so here's the thing, didn't want to do weddings. Right out of the gate, he was trying to get some weddings. I said, why are you trying to do weddings? Well, we really love weddings, but, but we shouldn't because it's not scalable. It's not leverageable. It's not, you know, it's a one-off project. You have to always find new people. Like there's endless reasons why weddings could be against, if I'm contrasting it with another way, could be bad. And the other way could be better. But here's what happens to people. It doesn't matter what way is better or worse. So many people, if, if two options, one had $100,000 in potential, one had a million. What I see with people who go, well, I might as well go after the million dollar one is that if you're the kind of person who cares a hell of a lot more about your vehicle and how you're getting there than you do just getting there, is that at times you haven't either matured, you're not wired that way, you're a fish trying to climb a tree. There's so many variables that'll have you pursuing the vehicle that you don't even like, you don't even want, you don't even have fun in so that you can do the one that has more potential and can make more money. And yet the other one only has 100,000 in potential but you don't get that one to zero. And the other one that you don't want to do that has a million dollars potential, you don't even get to $20,000. You're more likely to get to the million dollar one pursuing the one that you want to do first and then making shifts and tweaks to that to go to other levels in different ways if you so choose. Because there's also options where do you need to go to another level? Can you be content? Right? Do you have to hire all these people, have all these employees, or can you just do it solo? There'll be people who are telling you you're wrong and bad and not a good entrepreneur for doing it solo. And are you going to listen to them? Maybe they're right. Maybe they're not. What I do know, it's one thing's for damn sure. There's a whole heck of a lot more that's fiction than it is fact. Gravity is a fact, you know? typically works most of the time, right? Jump off a cliff, drop it. If I drop a pin right now, it falls. It's going to work every time. Doesn't float. Not that I know of yet. Can't figure out how to make it levitate. But the truth of the matter is, is that gravity is a fact. 
but somebody's saying that if you don't have employees, you can't make a lot of money in business or be happy. That's not a fact because there are people who don't have employees and don't have businesses that are really happy and make a lot of money. There are people who have employees who make a lot of money who aren't happy. There are people who have employees who make a lot of money who are happy, right? You can go down the line. It's not equal across any board with everyone. And I've come to really, really see that. And so for me and my observations is that this kind of magic happens when you give yourself what your heart desires, what you actually really want to do. But not only want, how many of you need to do what you say you want to do? I mean, you just don't see yourself doing much of anything else. And you'll do whatever it takes to do it. Or at the first sign of something that seems easier or whatever, can make more money, you just go and do that. Because I can tell you, I can't not do what I'm doing now. Like, it is ingrained in me. I believe it's a calling. It chose me. I didn't choose it. And I don't see myself doing anything else. So this particular person, observations, we'll call them ingredients. Things I see that are almost always present since I've met you. It's always been an action taker. I've always seemed to have, there was things I read in words. Always seemed to be confident in himself. He was driven. Had a goal of making 10,000 or more per month. Always loved weddings. Was kind, compassionate, loving, caring. Sees the best in others. Deep love for his wife and working with her. Seeks and gets help when needed. Invests in himself. All incredible recipe for success. Yet with all those same ingredients, all those identical ingredients were present the entire time. Wasn't making money with the thing that had the most potential. Wasn't making money with the thing he loved. And wasn't making a living doing something that he felt called to do. So he made a living doing the thing that he liked. And then the thing that he thought he should do sold by a marketer wasn't really working. And then he wasn't working the thing he really wanted because he was believing that it wouldn't work. Finally, at the end of, and I love being able to have these moments, the very end of 2020, when he got severance from his job, had two months, two months left of money. He made that declaration. I'm doing weddings. Going after the weddings. Let's see what happens. I think he had two for that year. After July, August, September, October, November, about five, five, six months, not really hardly making any money, five or six months, in three months had $45,000 worth of weddings booked and did over $145,000 in their first full year of business. Prior to that, had only filmed 15 weddings over five years for less than, uh, I think, $1,500 a wedding. Once, he gave himself permission to do what really lit his soul on fire. That's when the magic happened. I just keep getting more and more convicted and, you know, strong opinionated about this. It's maybe what I'm looking for, so I'm finding a bias for sure. And again, like I said... It's not that people don't make a lot of money or make a great living with things that don't make their soul light on fire because they most definitely do. 
And it can happen in corporate. You can have a job and be an employee and do that. And you can build a business. But if you're the person who cares a lot about the vehicle, the likelihood, if you've come from corporate and you're building a business that you don't want to do, you're probably doing nothing but struggling and not making any money. Um, because the only people I see who are entrepreneurs whom uh, build businesses that don't light their soul on fire is people who they just care about the outcome and that's it. Doesn't matter who, who gets in the way. Like they're wired a very certain way. It typically ain't probably 1% of the people who actually ever listen to my message. I can guarantee that. Um, especially through all the interactions I've had with people who interact with my message or I've interacted with and the people in my circles. Uh, the people I sometimes had as video clients at times were that way. But overall, my friendships, people who hear me speak and the things I talk about, they're not that way. If you're pursuing something that's not lighting your soul on fire, the likelihood you're not taking much action. You're not taking much action. You're probably not getting much result. You're probably trying to play up with the, the monkeys in the tree when you're just a fish and there ain't nothing wrong with being a fish. Or you're a monkey trying to swim in the water and you know survive in the water. Right? You take it either way. It doesn't really matter if you identify with fish more than monkeys, like monkeys more than fish. It doesn't matter. It's just both those particular specific types of, of species, normal monkey and normal fish. One can be out for a certain period of time, but not, they're not, well, I don't, does anybody know what you call the one that can be both? Because there are some of that, right? Like actual a fish that can stay above the water and live 100% underwater and 100% above water. I'm pretty sure they exist. And same thing. I mean, it'd be the same type of thing, right? Uh, and depending on where they spend more time, but right, like a dog. Yeah, a dog can't do that. Dogs don't live in water. You can't put a dog underwater and it's going to survive and sleep and, and, and thrive. Right? So there's so many things that, that don't do that very well. And if you feel like you're struggling, 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 identify. Because people who say they don't care, that's BS. If you're not getting any result, you care a lot. And everybody's caring is different. I just attract a lot of artists and creatives who care about their craft and their art. And their art is either writing, drawing, designing, photography, videography, right? They're ing something, singing, playing, music, right? Entertaining. And everybody evolves over time. But some people who were great designers may fall out of love with designing. That's what happened with me with video. Like I got really skilled at video and I fell out of love with video. Like my setup right now is so simple to use. Could it look better? Could the lighting be different? Like all these, sure. But you know what? Having it set up the way I currently have it set up, it's just quick and easy to do. And it's better for me to keep doing it than to make this complicated and not do it at all. So what are you complicating? Because someone's made you believe that that's the only way to do it and that particular way doesn't resonate. And so therefore you're not taking any action and therefore likely not getting any result. Questions, thoughts, let's get in the chat. Let's get some, I've been in, I've been in, I've been, I've been in preacher mode <laughs> longer today. Um, I just love these stories. I keep seeing them. I'm getting get more and more convicted around it. That again, there's lots of ways to do things. There's lots of options, right? If you were going from Florida to California, there's a lot of ways to get there. 
And there's some people would be, they'd take any option. They'd be like, I, 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 I'll walk there. I'll bike there. I'll bus there. I'll drive there. If you gave me a private jet, I'd fly in that. Like, I don't really care. I get there. Just let me get there. And they truly don't care. And then it'd be some people like, I would never take a private jet, even if you offered it to me. I'd rather freaking, you know, trek across and camp in the woods in places. You know what I mean? Like, and then somebody who doesn't like that would think they're stupid, but that's not true. They just don't like that. And now they're projecting it onto somebody who does as if they shouldn't. So what has been projected on you by somebody who's not you? And then you believe their rules for success, their recipe for success. See, everybody's ingredients are going to be different. And the likelihood is right now you pretty much have all the ingredients. But some of them, they're sitting right over there and you just got to grab it. And to me, it's right in here. And you just got to listen to it. One of those things for me I found is that I have three components roughly that I've consistently done since 2012. I've done this right here, preaching and teaching. Like online, not, not anywhere else, just online. Themes of things I've done and I stopped and then I did again. And now it's like, am I going to get the picture or not? Preaching and teaching. Coaching, number two. I love, last week we had... Uh, uh, was it Julia? Julia? What was her name? Kate. Kate on. I love that. New people. I love the fresh. I, I think of the Dave Ramsey show. Two hours, Monday through Friday. Dave does solo things where he's just talking. He's got call-in people. They call in and he, he does his thing with them. And then he has people on. He has guests on from time to time and interviews them. The part that none of you overall have seen me do at all. Um, some of you are brand new here today. So the only thing you've seen me do is what I'm doing right now. But some of you have been on a lot of these calls. And the one thing you really haven't seen me do that I also do enjoy is interviewing people, being genuinely curious to learn from somebody else and what they're doing. Like now the person that I inspired, that I helped is inspiring me. Like I want to have that person on and speak to them of what they were thinking, not just my observations and me kind of kind of making assumptions, but also, you know, certain words, but being able to ask, what were you feeling this time? What put you over the edge to do that? Why didn't you do it earlier? Why did you do it when you did it? Right. And a lot of times people get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that some people got really long fuses for their sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm talking 30, 40 years. Right. I mean, we see people get divorced 30 years after they've been married. Like, you know, like, why did you get divorced three years in five years in 15 years in, right? Was it 30 years? And I just been, you got sick and tired of them. It doesn't even have to be anything that anybody did. You just got tired of each other. And you're like, we're done, right? So the truth of the matter is there's no right or wrong here. But like, I look at that. And when I ask myself that question, that's, that's really what I love more than anything. Like from a professional, seeing myself in that thing. But then like, I don't, I've had membership sites before. I've done all these different things. Like I've done versions of those things, but typically what's happened is, is I've constrained myself because I put on the business hat that says, well, this is how you're going to make money. Well, you don't want to do that. And I put all these things. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this is not even enjoyable. Like I don't even want to do it versus just doing it. You get to create your life, your way. You get to create your recipe. 
And sometimes you have to do things when nobody else wants you to do it. Or I shouldn't say nobody else wants you to do it, but no, there's no options available. I mean, there's no openings. Like it's not, here's the Michael Gebbins show that somebody else gives me with the huge, it could, it could happen. I could sit around all day, every day waiting for that to happen, or I can go do it myself and then see what happens. The thing is, some things have very weddings. If somebody, if somebody is in a creative field and wanting to be a wedding videographer, it is one of the simplest paths. If you truly want to do that, it is laid out on a silver platter exactly what to do. Like there's variations, but it's pretty like, hey, it's a female who's engaged. I mean, that's usually who you talk to. They're 20 to 30 years old. Like there's a lot of variables that are laid out. But some of you got things were like making a living as a musician. It's possible. 100%, 1,000%. But like couples save their whole lives. Sometimes their parents pay for it. They'll go into a ton of debt. Like they are compulsive around spending 30, 50, $100,000 on their wedding. That happens once in their life. And and they're willing to pay people to do that. Now you could be a musician that plays at the freaking weddings. But see, if you choose like, I don't really like weddings and I don't really want to do that, uh, then that's a problem, right? That means- the more you don't want to fit into a box, and I'm not saying that that's a good or bad box. We're always going to be, we can either believe there's a box or not a box, but there's always something that we're creating that works for us. But the truth of the matter is, is that at times when you start to go, well, I don't want to do that. Like in videography, like there's people who go, I hate weddings. Okay, well, what do you want to do? I want to shoot music videos. Okay, how bad do you want to shoot? Like how convicted are you to shooting music videos? How much conviction do you have around shooting music videos, because I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can do it. But unless you've got a lot of conviction, it is harder than doing weddings. But if you don't want to do weddings, weddings are hard as well. So that's the problem. When you've got something that could be an easier path, like somebody who's bought a program where the path is laid out, if you really wanted to do it and you really liked it and you followed the path, I believe a lot of these things, they work. There are ways that are laid out that work, but a lot of people don't like that way or don't want to do that way or don't resonate with that way. But what I see is there's also plenty of people that you look up to today and you're probably on the software that we're using today or you're on an iPhone or et cetera, et cetera, where somebody did things their own way. And they said, I don't see anything I fit into. So I'm going to do my own thing. That's always an option. But you know what? happens with that option if that's the option you choose it may be a little bit more bumpy ride than choosing other options but your chance of success with it is far higher as long as you don't give up i stopped did not give up stopped for two years trying to make any i'm talking zero dollars from probably October of 2016 till January 1st of 2019. So the rest of 2016, 17, and 18, I didn't make any money doing what I'm doing right here today. I stopped for two, not quite two and a half years. Examined myself, studied myself, learned about myself, dug deeper in myself, more personal development, learning, et cetera, and came back. That first year, I still only made about 30% of my income off coaching in 2019. 
2020, I made about 70, 80%. I made 100% of my income that paid all my bills last year in 2021 off of coaching and speaking. I had the spark happen in October of 2010 and really started to dig deep into 2011 that this is what I wanted to do. So my particular path to making my full-time living with coaching took over 10 years. Making my full-time living in um, video. I live in my parents' basement, need about 500 bucks a month to survive. So I did that within a year, like however you want to look at it. I still lived at home and had it as a part-time thing in high school, 4,000 my junior year, 8,000 my senior year. And I did about $60,000 in revenue my first year out. I'd say took me a lot longer than that coaching to make over $60,000 in revenue. I can just tell you that. So one journey had one thing that happened and another journey had another. And you're on your journey. You have your story. Hope you got some lessons here today. I'm going to bring up back in again. There's new people on here. Um, how many people on here that currently uh, would not? I know some of you are international. I got people from all over, but there's, oh, almost all the coach you got. I think there's only. One, I think there's only one out of you. All of you, one, two, three. One, two, three, two of your international. So I'm assuming you probably won't come. <laughs> uh, I think there's just one. Um, but yeah, the, the, the meetup, the Mind Tune Up meetup is happening on uh April 30th, Saturday, April 30th. And I'm going to put it in the chat again here. Um, Saturday, April 30th. If you're not signed up, so all of you get to come. If you're not signed up, then um, there's the link. Uh, it's $333 right now. Um, full price, which will start after March 11th. Before March 11th, there's a discount code to get it for $222. And uh, I'll do a little jumpstart and coach in your pocket with you, give you a little interaction, a little jumpstart. It's not, I don't get full into it. If you sign up, I'll talk to you about it. Just have trust and faith. It'll be a jumpstart. It won't be. Yeah. So that's that. And then on that page, you can also get a uh, mind tune up t-shirt or MIA t-shirt. Um, massive. And if you don't have that, now that is available. I don't know if all of you came actually, I think most of you did two of you, few of you didn't come to, uh, and Deidre, Gail, um, there's a few of you on here who didn't come to that. Um, and so you're obviously welcome to the next one. And then number two, uh, I can give you the link to sign up to get a t-shirt. Um, and anybody who's on here can get a, a massive inspired action t-shirt without coming to the event. Um, and so again, April 30th, Saturday, April 30th, if you're not signed up, it's, um, you have till March 11th to get in for 222. I decided to launch that, right? All the things, just the numbers, everything you start clicking up like Tuesday, two of time, 222, uh, 22 and, um, the price at $222. So it's perfect. Um, and so let me get that for you. If you're on here and you do want the, uh, shirt, let me get that real quick. And so obviously if you want to come and you'd, don't have you haven't already paid for the coaching package that included it 
then you can sign up everything there. If you're coming and you obviously know yourself and don't have to pay to come to this one. Now, after this one, uh, like right now, I'm only planning to do uh, two a year. That could change. Um, but essentially, the next one will be till October. Obviously, all of those who are on here right now, um, you know, you'd all have to sign up again for the next one that we do um, because the, yeah, I'll talk more about that when I turn off the, uh, the live stream here for all of you, the coaching clients. I think I'm about wrapping up here for today as well. Here's the t-shirt. I'm going to stop that for today, actually, on the recording for everybody. Uh, those of you who are listening to the recording or the live stream uh, somewhere, uh, I'm going to go in and work with the people who uh, are the coaching clients that I currently have. And, um, and so uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, reach out to me. I hope this message resonated, hit you. Those of you who know, who are on the Zoom, stay on the Zoom. And if you're not a coaching client, you get to still stay. I just mainly coach and work with the people who, who are. Um, but I appreciate everybody listening. I'm super fired up today. I uh, hope for some of you things click to listen to this message, whether you're listening to it on 222 of 22 or listen to it of 222 of 25. Uh, it's amazing how I'm, I'm putting these things now in a place where they can live on uh, into the future. And so uh, I'm excited to be able to meet some of you in the future, give you a hug and a high five, and there'll be tons of uh, fun and love and good eating and good times uh, on uh, April 30th and beyond. So appreciate y'all. Keep rocking, keep rolling, and we'll talk soon.